It be too late to alter course, matey, and there be plundering pirates lurking in every cove. And mark well me words, matey, dead men tell no tales. <laughs> the code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com. And I'm Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 94, The Curse of the Black Pearl. So, like the previous couple of days... With the new film hitting theaters this week, yeah, we're all about talking about the new film. Tomorrow, right? Yeah, actually, because today is Wednesday, right? Yeah. So there you go, tomorrow. It actually comes out, I think, in the evening time. So it's like an evening debut that they do now. But Friday is typically the opening day. So, yeah, Friday, May 26th is the official date. But I think it does come out on Thursday evening at some point, 7 o'clock or whatever it is. But we've been getting quite a few requests to talk pirates on other podcast shows. Some pre- and post-movie analyses, so everybody's kind of looking to have their different spin on things. Stuff we will also be bringing to all of you on our show here. So I imagine we will do a spoiler-free episode, and then after giving everyone time to see the movie, we will do kind of a spoiler-laden episode where we dive deep into Dead Men Tell No Tales. So stay tuned for all that. We'll work it out. But we'll try not to spoil anything right away, but we will probably give our reactions and impressions of the film, and then... We'll let you know if we're going to talk spoilers in a future episode where we break down the movie or at least talk about it. Because everybody's going to expect it, so we have to do that. But where I was going with all this is that I was all set to plug my appearance on another show and a couple of guests for Thursday. But I haven't actually heard back from them, so although I'm fairly certain it will happen, or possibly, I do have a smidge of doubt and therefore I don't want to go advertising something if it doesn't work out just yet. So I'm just really going to let it go. So if it does work out, you'll hear more about it tomorrow. And if it does not, well, to Davy Jones's locker. And it goes down to the deep. And then we just move forward as planned. But I will plug more news and guest spots on Friday. And like I said, if we have guests tomorrow, then you'll obviously know about it. And then we can plug some other stuff. But if not, we just go smooth sailing like we are right now. So let's get on with things as I believe everyone is out there waiting on the edge of their seats for some gratuitous walk-the-plank stripping action. Smooth sailing on the Black Pearl? Yeah, smooth sailing on the Black Pearl. Awesome. You were so busy trying to do that comment, you didn't even hear what I just said, did you? That's right, you didn't. I said everybody's on the edge of their seats for some gratuitous walk-the-plank stripping action, 18th yes. century style. See, you missed it. I, I, You're I, so you know focused. how I am. I get focused and... You're so focused, you just missed the whole thing there. Yes. In the previous minute, Rigetti does his best Peter Brady impersonation. Come on. You guys know the one I'm talking about. Peter's voice is changing. The Brady kids change the song to account for his cracking, squeaking voice. Don't make me sing it, folks. Damn it, people! When it's time to change, you got to rearrange. This is Spin Image of Bootstrap Bill. Sha-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Sha-na-na-na-na. Oh, oh, oh. Now look at what she made me do. Heather didn't know what I was talking about, so I had to go and sing it for her. I know everybody else out there knew what I was talking about in the Brady Bunch land. But Heather, she didn't have a clue. Do you have a clue? You don't remember that, yes, do you? Yes, I do. How dare you lie to me. Don't be a lying 
Barbosa. And you guys all thought I was going to call her a lying bastard on the air. No, I saved that just for behind the scenes stuff. Here, she's just a lying Barbosa. A sweet little lying Barbosa. At least he called me sweet. Yeah, and I'll slap myself for that later. <laughs> Anyways, Will hearing Rigetti singing puts the flintlock to his chin and says, On my word, I will pull this trigger. And be lost to Davy Jones's locker. Barbosa agrees with the terms to let the crew go unharmed and Elizabeth go free, only to watch her moments later mount the plank, preparing for a mid-afternoon swim. The honor-impugning boy tells the lying bastard Barbosa that he swore she'd go free. Ah, uh, you know, I just love the nickname friends give each other. It's just awesome. <laughs> honor-impugning boy, lying bastard Barbosa. You know, like I said before, boys will be boys. Minute 94 begins with Captain Barbosa finishing his line to one William Turner, the one that began with fail two and rounded out with specify when or where. As the cursed crew laugh at the now obvious naive negotiation tactics, they gag him with a claw. Barbosa continues, though it does seem a shame to lose something so fine, don't it lads? The minute ends with Kohler escorting Captain Jack Sparrow to the plank. Jack pops up with, I really rather hope we were past all this. Barbosa begins, Jack, Jack. There's my future Jack quote. Because I had to t- say Jack. Jack. Think about what you're saying to Will. He's going to do the opposite. There you go. Now we get the full quote. The Jack. Jack. It's my Barbosa impersonation. But I can't start there. I did tease in the intro and had to repeat it for someone who wasn't paying attention. Because it was really important to me. Was an 18th century strip tease on the plank. The crew is whooping it up as Elizabeth takes off the dress. At the behest of Barbosa. This backs up the reaction in the beginning of the movie with Norrington and Governor Swan not so happy with Jack saving Elizabeth. The whole removing her dress bit and stuff. Yes. Kind of an exact opposite. Everybody there was in shock. Oh my God. How is this possible? We can't look at this. Then you got these guys. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. They are all backed up. Now, I think Elizabeth was actually talking about her. When he said, it's shame to lose something so fine. Of course. Because she thought, Whoa. It's got, she got this look of relief over her. Oh, he's not going to make me walk the plank. I do have to go back to these pirates, but he's not going to make me walk That's the plank. That's right. And then he's just going, oh, we'll need that dress. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what was going to happen. Well, like I said in one of my intros before, you know, she had to move on from Will and to go to these guys. So maybe she is like, okay, I don't have to go in the water. I can go back to these guys. And they are bycatch and all, but... <laughs> bycatch. <laughs> they smell like bycatch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really want to do that. Walk the plank, Elizabeth. Walk the plank. <laughs> but I think you brought it to our attention that she was basically considered undressed in this state of attire. Yes. Or attireless. Yes. I don't know what the proper term is. Attireless. A tireless. I don't think that's really it, but I like it. Yes. So yeah, she yeah, is she's kind of naked. pretty much naked there, at least as far as they are concerned, which yeah. is why Norrington and Governor Swan, they were all, this is not right. Jack yeah. is going to die. Here, the pirates are all, woohoo. They are ready for it. Because <laughs> she's naked. That's right. And I'm sure this is nothing new to the pirates here. So I'm just taking it more of jeering her because I don't really think that it's, they don't really can't really see her as naked. I know, okay, societal standards it is, but come on, these are pirates. Pirates, yes, but what would be the word? Experience, yeah, experienced or seasoned pirates. And I don't think they really get excited by seeing somebody. Well, seeing somebody that's kind of fully clothed. 
So I'm really taking it that they're just jeering her as she is about to plummet into the ocean. These cursed skeleton immortal pirates, they really have no sense of decency. How dare they? (laughs) Bad form, guys. Bad form. Bad form. So that's what I'm getting at. I don't really think that they take it so much as looking at her naked as so much as she probably interprets that she's naked. Right. But she seems rather comfortable Oh, yeah. That. She's okay with it. I don't it. think she's... Because she's a strong no. woman. She's one of these yeah. more... I think she's more modernized than some of these yeah. other high society types. So they all do that and believe that. Is it that. more to, like, embarrass her? Yeah, that's what To I, make her feel self-conscious on top of having to walk the plank, but also make her feel self-conscious... About her limited clothing here. Yeah, I think that's all you part know, of it. They're yeah. just all irritated. Well, it's the, well, this is what you get for tricking us. Yeah. Now, ha, 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 the shoe is on the other foot. And it's no stranger, well, it's no stranger than the typical or proverbial guy on the street whistling at a woman kind of deal. Right? It's not really any different than that. That's kind of what's going on. They're just all together doing that. It's like they're at a, well, a dancer has come to the ship. Right. And she's doing her thing and all the guys are whooping it up. There's a bachelor party going on. Yes. The monkey. The monkey's birthday. And so she's on board and she's dancing. So that's really what it is. They're just all whooped up. And plus they're all excited because the curse is going to end. Not only do they have the medallion, they got rid of the interceptor that was holding them back. And now they have William Turner. And now they have a Turner. Yep. It's all bright in future. So of course they're excited. She's going to walk so the plank bright, and be done. So bright, they got to wear shades? That's right. Exactly. The 1980s came back. <laughs> Did you see Kohler's got Jack? And Jack turns around and says, I always liked you. Of course. He's and Kohler's to, like, Arr. He's buttering him up now because he knows his goose is cooked. <laughs> he has no other bargaining chip nope. here. There's nothing left. There is some evidence for the debunked idea that the cursed crew don't feel anything. So it's the idea there were numerous movie mistakes in this. Because when Elizabeth takes off the dress and throws it to Barbosa, he puts it to his face and says it's still warm. Uh huh. So some have cited this as evidence that clearly this was a mistake in the movie since, obviously, earlier he said he didn't feel anything. Right. Well, this kind of goes in with the bed warmer Coles thing following on Rigetti. Right. Right? This whole, yeah. hey, if he doesn't feel anything, how did he feel the Coles? Right. But we debunked that information from Disney saying that they do feel pain, but just not pleasurable stuff. Right. So the warmth, I would take it that the warmth from the dress would be considered this pleasurable sensation. It's right. not like hot coals. So for me, I really assume that Barbosa is just joining in with the rest of the crew taunting her. This is just something he and the crew might have said back before the curse. That's what I was thinking too. It's more of, he knows it would be so warm. Yeah. And so it was just kind of a... It's an offhanded yeah. remark meant yeah. to taunt her. Yeah. And it's not really meant that he actually felt that it was still warm. Right. He was like, yeah, she just took it off, guys. Hey, boys, she just took off her dress and it's still warm. Yeah. That's all it was. I think we get rid of this whole idea. This is no movie mistake. It's just like a colloquialism or a saying something he would normally have done when he could feel whether or he can or can't feel. It's just something that's just going to pop out. Yeah. It's just because... Human nature, he would have done that. In, right. And, and it's like you can you say things anyways, like I feel or this. And well, sometimes yeah, all you the don't. Time. And you don't really do that. Yeah. But it's just something that, that pops out because it's a normal human reaction. Right. So that's all I take it as. I don't Me think too. it as any evidence of a movie a mistake no. or that they can feel or can't feel or any of that. This is just him saying that because 
that's what he would normally say or anybody yeah. would say in that situation, whether you actually felt it or not. Yep. I agree with you. In listening to Terry Rossi on Ted Elliott, I thought it was actually pretty funny because I'm still on the stripping thing in this whole scene, that they said it was a gratuitous strip scene just because she removed the dress. She's still in a freaking full outfit. Yeah. I mean, maybe we already talked about that it was for the time period, yes. But I think for us jaded 21st century moviegoers, this is just another woman in way too much clothing for the movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's for today's audience. Yeah. In 2017, people are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, we all realize that we all get it. I think oh, yeah. we see that and we get the taunting and all that. But I didn't see it as a gratuitous moment by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it does work for the movie on multiple points. And the first is that Barbosa is sticking to his word that she took advantage of their hospitality. Yeah. And so then he's retrieving his dress back. The second that these are pirates for crying out loud. What do we expect from them? And they're not going to be perfect gentlemen. They're not Norrington or Will Turner, for God's sakes. They're pirates, so that's what they do. The third, it's important for her to remove the dress since those heavy dresses, when wet, weigh a ton. And as we saw in the beginning of the movie, it was kind of one of the reasons for her almost drowning. It was weighing her down. Jack couldn't pull her up without removing the dress. So do we need another drowning Miss Swan scene? No, we don't. Nope. Or if she was able to float in it or get up and move around without too much effort, then it would have just negated what happened earlier in the movie. So I think you had to have that in there to sell the idea in the past that it was important for him to remove that. Otherwise, if she's swimming up, even though it may not have been the same heavy cloth or whatever, the whole idea of this huge dress kind of prevented her from swimming. Yeah. Would still, if she wasn't struggling, I mean, they could have put her struggling in it or taken it off in the water. But if they didn't have that, then it would have kind of negated that whole right. earlier moment. So the moral of that is I don't see it as gratuitous. Maybe if I was an 18th century person, yeah. But nowadays I don't. But I right. can see from where they're coming from or the point of view of somebody in this particular time period, yeah, it is. What I do think is gratuitous, and you probably have some thoughts on this, is grapple. He's the pirate holding on to Will as Elizabeth stands on the plank. You mean the one whispering sweet nothings in Will's ne- ear? Yeah. I mean, what's going on with this pirate? Or is this pirate action? <laughs> yeah, I think it's some pirate action. Uh, yeah. What is Grapple saying to Will? And how in the world did Will keep in character? He must find Will as a very handsome young man. I mean, I'd like to see the outtakes on that. Just to see if he was actually, what he was doing there. If Will was just busting up afterwards. Yeah. Because he was like really whispering in his yeah. ear. And I'm like wondering, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> what does Grapple have to say? He's like smiling. And yeah. <laughs> like, there goes your lady. Lady. oh she doesn't have a dress on we're all seeing her will's probably like oh my god look at she's not in her dress but seriously what is going on there he's actually whispering not that there's anything wrong with that no not at all but i want to know what's going on there grapple is really whispering some nothings in his ear right and it's pretty funny yeah because you look at it and you go i don't remember noticing that before what is up with that <laughs> must be a very lonely pirate that it is or maybe you know it's just one of those things. Yeah. He's just a pirate's pirate. Maybe. And Will just happened to be there. Will doesn't have a partner anymore. Pretty soon she's going to walk off the plank. So Grapple is looking for a new love. <laughs> it's all good. We don't care out there. No. Nope. Go for it. But I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Because there is something going on there. There is some whispers. And like I said, I need to see if there's any outtakes on that. Because I can just imagine... Orlando Bloom busting up when the director Verbinski calls cut. It's probably 
saying jokes or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's all I'm thinking. Even if he's just kind of blown in his ear or whatever, (laughs) Will or Orlando's got to be going. What is going on here? It's just got to be hilarious. That's all I think. Because if anybody's doing that to anybody while you're actually trying to look serious, like look worried. Yeah. That's the whole point. He's trying to look worried because Elizabeth is going to fall off the plank and you have a pirate behind you kind of whispering or blowing in your ear. <laughs> Nobody's going to be able to keep that. No. That guy's a stone man. He is Stonewall Jackson <laughs> keeping that look on his face for Probably, sure. I wonder how many takes that took there. I don't know. Maybe that's why it took so long. Seriously. Of course, Elizabeth does end up in the ocean thanks to Bosun's impatience. Splash. Thanks for the Foley effects uh-huh. again. I do have a few tidbits and pieces of behind-the-scenes info on this and one location piece that I'll actually save that part for later in this week or maybe tomorrow. I don't know. But this is really just kind of some movie sausage making, if you will. Apparently, really? Yeah. You know, people say you don't want to see how the sausage is made. Well, this is kind of behind-the-scenes music. Oh, okay. It's a lingo thing going on here. Got it. If I had to explain one more thing to you, you're out of here. <laughs> I'll send you to the deep. Apparently, the film crew forgot to get close-up shots of Elizabeth being held by the pirate crew. And this is when she's on board during this whole plank scene and on board. Yeah. The pearl here. Thus, all the shots of her struggling with the crew were pickup shots back in Los Angeles. And I'm not talking the faraway shots. I'm talking actually more close-up head shots of her with the pirates behind her. Those were all pickup shots of her and some of these crew members back in Los Angeles. So they had to bring Kira Knightley and some of these other actors back. When they realized they didn't get any of the close-up facial expressions to cut in and splice into the movie. So they had to go back and do that. Back in Los Angeles. So there you go. There was also a no tanning rule, which she talks about quite a bit. And this was for all the actors. But apparently it didn't last long for a lot of them. So specifically with Elizabeth, you can see her skin get tanned throughout the movie. And sometimes it's not. So it really depends. And this is the same with her hair. It kind of lightens up quite a bit. So it gets that blonde look. Or So the idea, it's kind of like Jack with the makeup thing that you brought to our attention where after the cave they realize, oh, the makeup looks really good. So you can see that there's a, a variation in his makeup and eyeliner and all that stuff depending on when they shot the scene. Right. So scenes that were filmed after they filmed the cave sequence, he has more makeup on than those that were filmed be- before that. Right. So here is the same thing. You get a blonde look and a more of a tan look from her for scenes that were filmed later in the production of the movie versus earlier ones. And Kira said she just couldn't pass up going to the beach while on location in the Caribbean. And who could? Yeah. You're there after the shoot. What are you going to do? Oh, I want to go down to the beach. Might as well. So that's what she did. I heard that was more of a rule of the English actors. Yeah, actually it was for the English actors. Yeah. Because they're the ones who are supposed to be more kind of... Prim and proper, yeah. not necessarily in the shade. They're all covered up. Not the pirates, because the pirates were obviously out tan. in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. The plank sequence here actually took two days to shoot, and she spent that time 15 feet off the water on the plank. Hence really? the term plank. Yeah. So it was a two-day shoot. Wow. So there was no island also in the background while filming on the water in the Caribbean for this particular scene. That was all added later in post-production via CGI. Wow. Movie island making magic, I should say. So when she jumped, was it really her? And yeah. were they in the ocean? Yeah, they were. So they were in the ocean. She really did jump. Oh, okay. They actually said that she would get, they were happy to have a stunt person jump off that. But I mean, come on. I mean, she said that it was high up and she was doing that. But it's, I mean, it's only 15 feet up. This right. is like a diving board or a high dive. Yeah. So she did do it. She said she'd been standing up there for two days. She's going to bloody well jump off this damn thing. <laughs> so she jumps in the water. Into the ocean. But what's actually interesting is that they, when she hits the water, 
then when she actually resurfaces, that's actually a couple days later. So, oh, really? So it wasn't like she all was underwater one for two days. Yeah, exactly. She had to stay underwater the whole time. Wow. So the jump off the plank and subsequent resurfacing in the ocean were not like one seamless right. tank. They actually took place over a few days apart. But the interesting part of this that there was actually going to be an intended shark sequence that never made it to the final product. So apparently Elizabeth is in the water after walking the plank was to encounter, say, a swimming shark or some shark swimming around her. And while doing the shoot and she was in the ocean there, there were actually people kind of moving about these green shark fins so that they could then replace a shark fin, kind of a green screen and put those back in there. But the shark bits never made it and is limited to the shipwreck chaos Isla de Muerte when they did that. But I was also going to say that they, and when we're talking about all the CGI and this post-production stuff, that they also had to do a lot of, well, you can imagine that they're out in the Caribbean, which is a heavy tourist destination. So there's lots of tourists, boats all over the place. Yeah. So a lot of the post-production cleanup included painting them out so we don't really get... A oh really? That there's all these people there, so they had to well, clean guess, up and get yeah. rid of everybody. It's huh. like they're photoshopped everybody out. That's, that's, so it's like, oh look at little Billy's on the beach over there. Or I little, think you're in the you movie. Know, yeah, exactly. So they had to do all that stuff. But actually, I wanted to get back to the shark thing too. I just my mind is all over the place. I'm like Heather right now in the butterfly thing. If they had added a shark element, would it have maybe this is a pun intended? Jump the shark for the film. I mean, would would you have wanted to see a shark in this particular scene? I would say it's not needed. You've already got Elizabeth jumping off the boat, you know. The ship. The ship. Or actually, she didn't even jump. It was Boson that knocked her off. Yeah. Actually. I don't think you would. You needed it. Yeah, I'm glad that it wasn't added yeah. myself. It would have just been too much, I think. And it com- it's really not necessary, like you said. She's already in peril. Yeah. She's being marooned off the coast of this uninhabited island. That's danger enough. I mean, especially what we know with the reality of being maroon that we talked about, the ugliness yeah. of that reality. Yeah. I think the shark would have just been a distraction and taken away from that particular moment. Yeah. Unless, maybe I can say this, they were not... So, I mean, this would be a hypothetical of how the shark could potentially work. That they weren't by an island that they were being marooned on and were making her walk the plank into the open ocean. Yeah. Knowing sharks were circling below. Maybe that could have worked. And she could have ridden the shark to... No, riding the shark. Oh. Now we're talking where the original jump the shark thing kind of phrase came from. And that's the idea that Fonzie jumped the actual shark when he's water skiing or surfing or whatever the hell it was. Maybe water skiing. Jump the shark. Fonzie does it. Okay, we've all heard it. So now Heather wants to have Elizabeth riding the shark. So now <laughs> we would change jump the shark to ride the shark. Did this movie just ride the shark? Okay, we don't want that. But like I'm saying... It maybe could have worked if there were circling sharks below. She's in the middle of the ocean and she's part of the movie is for her to go to the sharks. But, and I don't even know if that would work. I'm just really glad that the final plank scene was sharkless. And this is actually coming from a person whose favorite movie is Jaws. But even in Jaws, less was more in regards to actually seeing the shark. So in Pirates of the Caribbean, less is more. No shark is good, I think. Yes. That's my take I on agree. it. I agree. So that is all I have. Me too. I don't even know if, did I really, I don't, I think I, uh, I don't even really think I had much like cliche moments or anything that was disparaging of the film. Did I? Or maybe I did. I don't remember now. I don't think so. No. It's really more about, I was really focused on uh, Elizabeth taking off her dress up there. You and a bunch of pirates. That's right. What can I say? Arr! So that's all I have. 
If you're good. I'm good. Then let's take off. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow with Minute 95 of The Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. What's that, Banjo? Heather's been drinking at the Faithful Bride Tavern? Take me to her, buddy. Blimey. Passed out in the mud with the pigs? Again? This sty is your second home. Heather, wake up. The show's done and you're supposed to tell everyone where they can find us, where the after party is, and how their voicemail may be featured on the show. Banjo, get me a bucket. Hey, Scallywags, while Banjo's getting some water to wake up Heather, it's time I say thanks for listening. If you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out and we greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. We just might play your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook and Twitter. If you're interested in our best of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are at blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy.